Welcome to our weekly podcast. I'd like to thank you for joining in this week. Throughout the month of May, we're going to have four one-off messages on Sunday mornings. These are messages that are not part of a sermon series, but more or less stand alone. This started with our Mother's Day message last week, and we'll go through the end of the month. My family and I will be on vacation over the next two Sundays, so you'll have the opportunity to hear from two guest speakers. Next Sunday, Alan Wan with our missions partner, GNPI, will deliver the message via video. This is something that we're very excited about. GNPI, or Good News Productions International, shares the good news of Jesus all over the world through media. Next week, we'll have the opportunity to experience the message in the same way thousands of other people all over the world experience what GNPI has to offer each week. And then on Sunday, May 29th, one of our very own, Rich Pierce, will be preaching a message entitled, How Do You See Him? Rich has given the communion meditation a handful of times on Sunday morning, and he always does a fantastic job. I believe that our church family will be blessed by these two messages while we're gone, and then our family will be ready to hit the ground running for summer when we get back. Today, I'm going to give a message that's been on my heart and mind for some time now. Today's message is entitled, What Can I Do, If Anything? Today, I want to talk about mental health, and more specifically, how God's Word instructs us to come alongside those who are hurting and carrying a heavy load in life. If I'm completely honest with you, I've avoided the topic of mental health for a long time, mainly because I've felt ill-equipped to talk about it. I've preached messages on the topics of anger, anxiety, and experiencing God's peace and joy in our lives, but I've never really addressed mental health. Now, more than ever, there's a need in the church to work at removing the stigma and shame that people have or associate with mental health issues. It's good to get topics like this out in the open. It's good for us to go to God's word for guidance and direction and to learn more about how we can love each other well, regardless of what's going on in our lives. According to John Hopkins Medical, an estimated 26% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from a diagnosable mental health disorder in a given year. If you do the math, that's one in four people in the United States, not including children and youth under the age of 18. The numbers for our children and youth are alarming as well. I read an article this past week that talked about how anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts have only doubled in this age group over the past two years. This article looked at data comparing pre-pandemic versus post-pandemic. Memorial Day is only two weeks away, and this is when we take time to honor and remember the men and women who fought and died while serving our country. I was reminded that an average of 22 veterans die from suicide every single day in the United States. Our service on Sunday morning begins at 10 a.m. That means that one life will be lost before the service ends around 11.15 a.m. So this is a problem. It's real. It's an issue. And we're often ashamed or afraid to talk about it, but that shouldn't be the case. My own sister uh, took her life back in 2016. And I'm so grateful that I was part of a church family at the time that wasn't afraid to talk about these kinds of things. My pastor, a man who's been a mentor in my life, wasn't afraid to talk about these things and to bring the comforting hope of God's word to people who were struggling. When my sister passed away, the one question that I heard from family members, from friends, and a question that I even asked myself was, what could I have done to help? That's what I want to talk about today. What can I do, if anything? 
I'm so thankful that we have God's word because there's something that we can do to come alongside those who are hurting and struggling with their mental health. If you have a Bible with you today, please turn with me to Galatians chapter 6. There are two verses in the first part of this chapter that I'd like for us to focus in on today. These two verses balance each other out and provide some direction for how we can come alongside those who are struggling. The first verse is Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. The Apostle Paul wrote these words, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. The second verse is Galatians 6, verse 5. Paul wrote, for each one should carry their own load. So Paul instructed Christians to carry each other's burdens. I think we would all agree that mental health is often a burden. Paul said, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ is to love God and love people. Those are the two most important things. We know that love is an action. We're called to love others well. One way that we can do this is by carrying each other's burdens. Verse 5 is a verse that brings balance to verse 2. Paul said, for each one should carry their own load. So as a Christian, you're called to help others carry the load, but it's not your load. It's theirs. This is an important truth that we need to remember when it comes to carrying each other's burdens. Anytime the idea of carrying each other's burdens or bearing one another's burdens comes up, I often hear one of two extremes. One extreme is the desire to try and fix the person who's struggling. We often try to solve other people's problems or struggles on our own. Sometimes it's good to remind yourself that you aren't Jesus. I wish that I could just reach out my hand and heal every person that I know who's hurting, sick, or struggling with their mental health, but I can't, and neither can you. The kind of struggles that we're talking about today are often complex, and you aren't Jesus. The other extreme is flat out ignoring the issue or the person altogether. You know, if I don't feel like I can fix something, I'll often just ignore the problem. I'll give you an example. Last winter, our kitchen faucet started leaking. It started out with a small drip, but over time, the drip turned into a much bigger problem. I thought that by ignoring the issue, it would just somehow go away, but that's not the case. That's not how things work. I'd never fixed a leaky faucet before, so I felt ill-equipped to address the problem. After a few months, I decided that we'd had enough, and I called someone who knew what they're doing. I decided to call Brad, who's a member of our church. He's kind of the resident Mr. Fix-It. Ignoring the issue or the person isn't the right answer. Remember, we're called to carry each other's burdens. It's easy to ignore mental health issues when we don't know what to do or what to say. I get that. This morning, I'm going to share three practical steps that all of us can take as we help carry each other's burdens. There are three important words that I want you to remember from today's message. We need to, number one, listen, two, empathize, and three, support. So listen, empathize, and support. This is how we can carry each other's burdens. Remember, it's not your load, but we are called to help carry it. So number one, we can help carry each other's burdens by listening. James chapter one, verse 19 says, understand this, my brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. One of the best ways that we can help carry each other's burdens is by listening. I'd like to talk to the men for just a moment. You know, men, we're probably the worst listeners around. Ladies, if you're listening, you can say amen if you want. When someone gives us a problem, we typically just want to fix it. When it comes to carrying each other's burdens, the answer isn't to try and fix or solve it. One way that we can help carry the load is by learning 
to listen. It's like in our marriages. Our wives take the time to tell us what's going on, and a lot of times, men, our response is, here's what you need to do, A, B, C, and then it'll be fixed. Now, what time does the game come on? (laughs) That's often our response. We can't do this in our marriages. Likewise, we can't do this when we're talking to people who are struggling with their mental health. One of the best things that we can do when it comes to carrying each other's burdens is to show up and shut up. You know, being a listening ear is a great way to come alongside others. So be quick to listen, slow to speak. Number two, we can help carry each other's burdens by empathizing. Empathy can be a difficult concept to define, explain, and live out in our own lives. I think Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 is a great verse to look to anytime we're trying to understand empathy from a biblical perspective. This verse says, Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. The word look can also mean consider. That's a more accurate translation. The word in the Greek is the word skopos, and this is where we get our English word scope. It means pay close attention to the needs of others. Think about what they really need and then meet those needs. That's a great definition for empathy. Again, this isn't about trying to solve the problem. It's about meeting a need. This is what carrying each other's burdens is really all about. It's about thinking about the other person first and then looking for opportunities to meet their needs. There's a lot of power in saying, I might not understand what you're going through, but I'm going to walk with you through it. There's a lot of power in saying, I recognize that you're going through a lot right now. I recognize that you're hurting. Is there something that I can do to help lighten the load? Empathizing with others is a great way to help carry the load. But in doing so, and you need to hear this, we also need to make sure that we put up boundaries when it comes to their mental health. The reason boundaries are so necessary is because you can become sick by trying to help someone else become well. If you're not careful and you get too wrapped up and tied into what's going on in someone else's life, you can get sucked into an unhealthy place. So it's important to know your own limitations. Remember what Galatians 6, verse 2 and verse 5 says, carry each other's burdens. And then it says, but each person is also called to carry their own load. So it's their load. It's not yours. You're just called to help carry it. We're called to love one another, to serve one another well, and to help carry the load. But you can't get so involved that their struggles completely invade and take over your life. You have to set up boundaries when you're coming alongside someone who's struggling with their mental health. Please understand that boundaries are not unloving. In the grand scheme of things, boundaries can actually help you love the other person better. And this will look different depending on the situation and depending on the person. Today, if you need advice on what it looks like to empathize with someone you love, but also how to set up the right kind of boundaries, any one of our elders or myself would love to meet with you, to be a listening ear and to provide some healthy next steps. We're not certified counselors, but we can offer pastoral counseling where we look to God's word as our compass. Number three, we can help carry each other's burdens by supporting. John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35 says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We know the Greek word for love in verse 34 is the word agape. This isn't an emotional kind of love, but is love in action. This is a sacrificial, service-oriented, supportive kind of love. So how can you support or love someone who's struggling with their mental health? 
Well, one of the best things that you can do is to educate yourself on the topic of mental health, specifically on the signs of depression and suicide. This is really easy to do. There are some great books out there that look at mental health from a biblical perspective. And there are some trustworthy websites that help explain things in an understandable way. One of my favorite websites is a ministry called Focus on the Family. Focusonthefamily.com has dozens and dozens of articles written by professional Christian counselors, pastors, and physicians. These articles address the topic of mental health. They have articles on mental health awareness, tips on improving mental health in your family, warning signs to look out for when supporting someone who's struggling, how you can care for and support someone on the really bad days, and how to support your kids when they experience anxiety and depression in their lives. They also offer counseling referrals. I think this is great. They literally have an endless list of helpful tools on the topic. Focus on the family would be my number one go-to resource. A couple of important signs to watch out for, signs that could potentially lead to self-harm or the harm of others would be withdrawing to their room or away from family and friends, talking about how they feel hopeless in life or how there's no point to life. If you hear someone use phrases like, I wish I wasn't here, I think I'd rather die, or I think everyone would be better off without me. These are signs that things are not okay. If you hear phrases like this, it's important to ask questions about what's really going on. You can dig a little deeper. You know, we listen, we empathize and support. And one of the best ways we support is by asking questions. It's okay to dig deeper if you think something might be wrong. I understand this can feel really uncomfortable but it's really important to ask questions. You can say things like, how long have you felt this way? Or have you talked to someone else about how you're feeling? If they've talked about taking their life, you need to ask this question. Have you thought about how and when? This is not a comfortable question, but if they answer with specifics, you need to take immediate action to get them the help that they need. So what are the right action steps and who should you share this information with? Well, if it seems life-threatening or harmful to another person, you can start by calling 911. The proper authorities will assess the situation, and they'll intervene by taking them to a hospital or a crisis center. You can also tell a trusted family member or friend. Confidentiality is important. I'm a pastor. I understand confidentiality, but things cease being confidential when someone's life is at risk. So please don't be afraid to share these things if they're shared with you. You can also offer several helpful resources. Point them to the Focus on the Family website or share the Suicide Prevention Lifeline number with them. Um, That number is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. It's always good to know this number. Write it down, put it in your wallet, your purse, in your car, somewhere that you can access it easily. You can also encourage them to go to their family doctor see a counselor, or talk with a pastor. These are all good first steps, especially if their situation is not life-threatening. One of the things that we're looking for in our next youth and young adult minister is someone with some counseling experience or a counseling background. Having more formal counseling available to individuals and families in the church is something that we'd love to be able to offer. So I want to ask you to be praying about this. Pray for our search team that God would lead us to the right candidate. Friends, a message like this can feel like drinking water from a fire hydrant. It's a lot to take in. 
So remember that as a Christian, you're called to help others carry the load, but it's not your load, it's theirs. Three words to remember that can help you carry the load in a helpful way. We need to listen, empathize, and support. We can't fix mental illness, but we can listen, empathize, and support. So if you're asking yourself the question, what can I do, if anything, this is what you can do. You might be the person God wants to use in someone else's time of need. You might be the person God wants to use to bring his message of hope into someone else's life. There are a small percentage of people who end up taking their life and they never show any signs or talk with anyone about it. If this has happened to someone you know, I'm very sorry. The loss of life in this way is always tragic. It's hard to understand why someone would do something like this. Suicide is very much an irrational act. Even when you do your part in helping carry the load by listening, empathizing, and supporting, it doesn't guarantee that something like this won't happen. Sometimes people still go through with it, and it's always heartbreaking. But today, we can be reminded that we can still do our part. There are a lot of encouraging stories out there of people who were able to work through some very dark times because someone else took the time to listen, empathize, and support them. Friends, there's hope in Jesus. The gospel is a message of hope. And God has called us to come alongside one another as we carry each other's burdens. Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ.